Hey y'all, it is I, Raquilla Dene of RaquillaDene.com, communication stylist and encouragement extraordinaire. Let me tell you something. This episode, I am coming to you on the couch, braless in my favorite cardigan, comfy and able to breathe. Now, are any of those things very significant? Separately, no, no, they're not. But together, they are quite important. One, because I don't know about y'all, but after 38 years in this body, maybe 25 years post-puberty, two babies, and a whole lot of in and out of exercise regimens, the boobs do what they want. So to be comfortable and braless in my home is complete and utter joy. It's my favorite part of every day when I do actually have to put a bra on. The most important part of that statement, though, was the being able to breathe. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So picture this. Summer 2021, mostly inside, right? Still coming out just a little bit after COVID, but still trying to stay pretty far away. I got waist beads. I had decided that I wanted to feel feminine and sexy and have this little bit of mysteriousness about me. And I saw a woman who was tying waist beads. So in pure Q fashion, I jumped up and was like, let me get on this train. I got a total of four beads that day, two hung low by my hips, two were more up high. Now, I very specifically and clearly heard this woman say, don't suck in. But I didn't think I was sucking in. I just thought, you know, I'm using a good posture. It felt a little snug, but it was fine. Not too tight. And they were beautiful. I mean, the moment she tied them on me, I just felt so empowered and... I don't even know how to explain it, but it felt good. And that was also kind of the beginning of my like crop top journey. That's another conversation. But for the past year, I've had these waist beads and I've loved them. Like I've loved everything about them. But then I would notice when I would eat and get really full, they get tight, which, you know, I have a fairly petite frame. So after a little digestion, we were good again. There have been a few times where I was like, you know, I probably need to cut these beads off. But again, give it a day or two. We're back golden. Well, this past weekend, I went to New Orleans and spent a couple of days with one of my longest friends. And y'all, I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans, but let me tell you something. You're going to eat. There's food everywhere and it's delicious and it's in abundance. So we did what we naturally do together. We shopped and we ate and I ate and I ate and I loved it. I feel like I put on like four or five pounds in three days, which I have no qualms with, all of which I greatly enjoyed. But Tuesday night, I just kept feeling like I can't breathe. Having finished another delicious meal, I literally could not breathe. And so she was like, well, girl, let's just lay down on the couch. So I laid down on the couch and it wasn't working. And I was like, yo, you're going to have to cut them off. These beads that it once made me feel so empowered and sensual and feminine, I had held onto them so tight for so long, even in the discomfort. And in that moment, I literally had to choose the ability to breathe over the aesthetic. And the moment she cut the first one off, I went, (gasps) and she was like, oh, you really can't breathe. 
And she cut the second one off that was around the top. And I gasped again. And I realized I had literally been suffocating myself. Hmm. Now, the waist beads I had were permanently attached, which means when she tied them on, they were on. The only way to take them off was to cut them. And once they're cut, they're not going back on. And I had made this commitment to myself. I felt like these waist beads were for me. Taking them off would have been going against something I wanted for myself. And so even through the discomfort for a really long time, I held on to them. And after I regained my breath and laid on the couch and felt human again, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, it's okay to let go of things that don't serve you. Trying to hold on to commitments, merely to say that you're committed, might just be the very thing suffocating you. Whoo, child, when I tell you I cried that night, I cried that night. Because we all have things that we hold on to. Ideas, roles, body jewelry, whatever it is, that while they may have served a purpose, our initial intentions, pure, in the season we're currently in, they don't serve us. And every time in the past when I thought about cutting them off, you know what never dawned on me? That if I wanted to get them back, all I had to do was go see the lady that had put them on. She's local. I've been to her home. I know where her yoga studio is. It's not hard to go and get them replaced with something that's suitable, with something that fits me. But my mindset was, no, I committed to these. I must keep them. If I don't, somehow I will have failed myself. Y'all, I was literally suffocating. And in the days since I've cut them off, I have gotten some of the worst stomach cramps. I can't describe it other than to call it a Charlie horse in my upper abdomen. See, in all of that time of trying to make myself fit into these beads as opposed to removing them so that I could have freedom of movement. I had adapted this method of breathing or holding my stomach in. And now that they're gone and I have the ability to release my stomach and to fully inhale and exhale, every now and again, I will get this wave of cramp. And when I say cramp, I mean, imagine for those of you who have had the experience of laboring after pregnancy or, you know, being pregnant and laboring. You're tracking me. That's what it feels like. I mean, that cramp is so intense that it feels like a contraction. And if I rub my stomach clockwise, it doesn't last more than three or four seconds. But oh my goodness, is it painful to think that I've caused myself discomfort trying to hold on to an aesthetic? It's hard. But you know, what was harder? Something that I chose for myself that made me feel good. Holding on to it even though it was harming me. That was a harsh reality. Things serve purposes, especially material things. But sometimes we can hold on to them so tightly because of what they remind us of or, or how they make us feel that we forget that they're just material. And then we can take that thought process and apply it to so many other areas of our lives and be trapped and condemned by things that just don't serve us. Now, am I sitting here fully alive and awake to all of these nuances and revelations? Mm, sorta. Part of me is still sad I cut my beads off. The other three that used to hang around my waist 
Well, now they're sitting up above my belly button because, uh, <laughs> like I said, your girl gained a little weight and I'm happy about it. But I've been trying to decide what to do with them because, see, I've been in a season of saying yes to myself for allowing myself to be flawed and broken, but beautiful and appreciated, valued and worthy, not to anyone else's standard, not for anyone else's benefit, but merely for my own. So those five B's that I had tied on that hot summer day that helped bring back my femininity. That view of me feeling sexy when I would feel them as I showered or dressed. I don't need that anymore. They're pretty. But now I get to decide how to honor myself in different ways. That is more beautiful. And as women, it's so easy to hold on to things that don't serve us. It's almost a mindset. We're taught it from the age of preschool. Oh, don't, don't jump up and down in your dress. Don't sit this way. Don't do that. Don't do this. Well, then why put a dress on a little girl if she can't be free and human? Right? Why not teach us to adapt our clothing to fit our lifestyles? Why not teach us how to be able to function but still be comfortable? And so we take these thoughts and we get older. And now instead of it being dresses and bows, it's jeans, bras, and makeup. It's underwear or lingerie. It suits when we really want to wear jeans. It's heels when we'd rather be in sneakers. And we do these things sometimes because that's what we're used to. But even when it doesn't serve us, we usually do it because it serves others. People pleasing is a dangerous habit. But what I have found is the ways that I have convinced myself that I'm pleasing myself when I'm really not. And that is scary. Oh, well, if you do this, then it'll make you better. If you do this, you'll feel good about it. Okay, but if I have to talk to myself in third person and have the whole back and forth conversation, is it really what's best for me? Or am I just trying to convince myself of that so that I can maintain course? Y'all, you hear that? That is exhale. That is exhale without restraint. That is a full belly exhale, and it felt good. It has been so long since I've been able to do that. And I didn't realize how much I missed it, how much I needed it. It's an interesting thing, this life that we live, the way that we see ourselves and define ourselves. And I'm not going to lie to you. I know that I'm worthy. I believe that I'm worthy. I'm coming around a corner to seeing my own feminine energies and my sex appeal, not for the masses, but to myself. What makes me beautiful? Redefining my favorite parts of myself. Not for the sake of anyone else, but merely for me. I've allowed myself to try new types of outfits and clothing, to mix dresses and sneakers, to put on my heels when I feel like it and give myself full permission to take them off when I'm ready. Because you see, that is life. The doing, the trying. They're recognizing it's not for me or I want more of this and then moving accordingly. It's so easy to take for granted something as simple as being able to breathe. 
Oh, but how I hope I never take it for granted again. I'm comfortable on the couch. In my favorite cardigan. Barefoot, braless, and able to breathe. Fully. And not the inhale where your stomach goes in and your posture gets straight. But the kind of breath where you push your stomach out as far as it'll go. And I don't know, maybe there's a right way or a wrong way to breathe. All I know is that now I can do both. And it feels good. It feels good to have made a choice to change. And it didn't involve anybody else but me. Nobody felt the restriction of those waist beads but me. Nobody felt the desire that those waist beads gave me but me. And nobody knows truly how it feels to be empowered by choosing myself and cutting them off, but me. And so I challenge you, what is something that only you benefit from? Even if it's not necessarily a hindrance, look at that thing, decide what to do with it, and then choose yourself. In my spare time, I tutored kindergarten through third graders in reading. And one of their favorite things to do with me was listen to a read aloud, watch a read aloud. And I'd look up different books on YouTube and it would read them to us. And I'd stop and ask questions. One of my favorite books was What Do You Do With an Idea? And to watch the children recognize that the idea was the form of a little egg. And then it grew legs. And then color came to the book. And the main character began to smile and to watch them fill in the gaps with their imaginations. Oh, it was beautiful. If only we could apply that to ourselves as adults, as women, aside from the roles society ascribes to us, aside from the beauty standards that modern media has created, aside from the pressures that we've heaped on our shoulders since childhood, that we must be better than the men or greater than this, but surrendering and submissive. If we could see ourselves as God created us, fully surrender to his will and not our way, fully accepting that we are redeemed and whole and worthy and fearfully and wonderfully made, especially in our flaws, because those are the things that God gave us to make us different, that we could encourage each other and empower those around us. What might we do with those ideas? Now my ideas are different. Y'all, I can breathe. And if only you knew the significance that held for me in this season of life, oh my, you'd be ready to jump over the pews and turn over some chairs with me. Sometimes we can be our greatest hindrances, our strongest roadblocks, our worst critics. But when we release ourselves of ourselves, how beautiful it can be. Breathing. It's a technique that I teach my children when they're overwhelmed or overworked or emotionally just having big feelings. Take a minute. Take some deep breaths. Now try again. Breath is the beautiful thing that we have to know that we're alive and amongst the living. It is the thing that grounds us the most. It is the one word that my love said to me last week as I was trying to power through a project before we went out. I co-opted her office as she was preparing for our adventures that night. Oh, my bud. She heard me struggling in the other room. And she yelled from across the hall, just breathe. 
And I was able to execute what it had taken me so many attempts before. There's beauty in breath. There's a pause that comes when we breathe. And now being able to breathe deeper than I have in a long time, I enjoy it. I'm thankful for breath. I'm thankful for my way speeds. I'm thankful for the lesson they taught me. And I'm thankful for what's going to come next. The three that I have remaining, I've decided to remove and make it a moment with my girls. Maybe give us some ankle bracelets or bracelets to put on our arms, something like a friendship bracelet that ties us all together. I haven't quite decided yet, but what I do know is that I will be able to remember the lesson, remember the freedom that comes after actual physical bondage and apply that to my life. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for that summer day because had it not been for me trying to reclaim my femininity and feel sexy to myself, I may not have had that revelation. And even in that, what is sexy? What is beautiful? Those things change. We're allowed to change our minds, y'all. Let me say that again. We're allowed to change our minds. And it's okay if others don't like it. It's okay it cost us something because those way speeds weren't free. Oh, but what they gave me, what they provided me with is priceless. So it was almost an honor to let them go, to Marie Kondo them and thank them for their service. But now I can sit here breathing freely and there is no greater feeling. I didn't realize how much I'd missed it. And so hopefully these Stomach cramps won't last much longer because, y'all, it is painful. But even in that, it subsides so quickly. Sometimes the things that hurt us help to remind us that we're human and give us yet another reason to be grateful to the Lord because without being able to feel the pain, we also lose the ability to appreciate the healing and the joy that this life offers. And so I'll breathe. I'll breathe through the hard times. I'll breathe through the hurt. Just as you and I and those who came before us, those who are raising up after us, will breathe through the heartache and breathe through the tragedies of this world. We will breathe through loss and breathe through our gain. We will breathe as we rejoice and we will breathe in our sorrows. But the beauty of it all is, as my pastor has always said, there's still time on the clock. So with every breath, be thankful. Y'all, I'm grateful for the lessons and I'm grateful for the couch. And I'm grateful that I can sit here fully comfortable, feeling fully encouraged and empowered in my womanhood, and yet able to breathe. What's hindering your breath? Maybe it's not a physical, tangible thing like my way speeds, but sometimes in life there are things that take our breath away, and it's hard to regain it once that happens. I encourage you to face those things, whatever they may be. Remove them, untie them, burn them, Let them go, mourn them, whatever you must do, because the other side of it all is freedom. 
it reminds me of when Moses went to Pharaoh. There was a long process before Pharaoh finally said, you know what? Get your people and y'all get on. And the people, they left Egypt and they complained. Oh, my goodness. It was better there than here because there we had all of these luxuries and comforts and commodities. But you see, they didn't have the mindset to accept their freedom. And even when God sent the spies out, Caleb and Joshua said, "Mm, it is good. The others came back and told everybody, listen, y'all, there's giants in the land. I don't know about that. They look big and scary. We can't do it. But those that had faith, they didn't see the giants. They saw a land that could sustain people bigger than they are, which meant if it was good enough for them, it'd be even better for me. That's why I'm setting my sights these days. Even if it's scary, I will breathe deeply knowing that if it is good enough for the Lord to tell me this is what's meant for me, fear can't stop me. And I know it seems like I'm making a mountain out of a molehill, but those way speeds meant so much to me. What a lesson to not be so attached to things that we forget what we truly have and who we truly are and what we were truly made to be. All this time I've been talking about gaining weight and trying to get healthy again. I was restricting myself. I was hindering my own growth from my own goals. Oh my, but not anymore. Now there is breath, full breath in my lungs. Literally, my body is free from the bondage. And I have a renewed view of myself when I look in the mirror. I am beautiful. This 37 and a half year old body that has carried and birthed two babies, that has endured and overcome so much is beautiful with or without adornment. And so, yes, that is why I made it a point to let you know my current physical state on the couch, because I won't be ashamed, as you shouldn't be either. We spend so much time putting ourselves together that when We really sit in who we are and how we're made in our most comfortable moments. That is truly when we can be at peace with ourselves. So, y'all, thanks for joining me on the couch. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, my people. And until next time, see ya. See ya.